training camp season, boys. We are here. Finally, what felt like forever. And by boys, I'm Alex Pro. And with me today, as always, we have Dustin Burgundy, Alex Pro. We're here. We have some stuff in Packer Town to talk about. But first, if you want to get more of us at Corner Lockdown on Twitter, follow us on Facebook. Listen to us wherever you may get podcasts, which really is just Apple and Spotify, unless you're an old person and have some weird other audio site. But let's just get right into it. A lot to talk about. Let's go. News and notes from the league. All right. News broke today. Adam Schefter, he is claiming that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have an agreement that will help set up Aaron Rodgers' departure next year. So the story is the headline that all Packer fans should take. We get our version of one last dance. We got our version of Michael Jordan and Aaron Rodgers and Scottie Pippen and Devontae Adams. This looks to be it, but they're back for one more ride. Gentlemen, first thoughts and reactions to the news that Aaron Rodgers is back. Well, I just, uh, I've got to say, you know, we have predicted a lot of the future in this podcast as a group. Although, I do just want to say, y'all doubted me on this take. I was the only one of us that still fully believed that he would be back. Y'all can't see me right now, but I'm doing my happy dance because guess what? I'm Nostradamus, basically. Like, I, I am the incarnate of Nostradamus at this point. Anywho, um, I think this is the most ideal situation that we could be in. Have Rodgers for one more year. Have him there to mentor J-Lo. Uh, you know, we got Blake Bortles in there as well to be a little bit better of a um, – a little bit better of a mentor than the late great Tim Boyle. He didn't die, but you know he is—he is not with us anymore. He, um, he might as well be. Oh yeah, dead to me. Um, but anyway, so we got Blake Bortles, we got Aaron Rodgers mentoring J Lo um, next year. Trade him away. Hopefully, hopefully that's not one of the uh, things that that's in the that's in the agreement that we're not allowed to to gain off of his departure because i feel like i feel like even you know next year we're still going to be able to get two or three firsts for him a couple of decent players maybe um but yeah i think this is really really an ideal situation for the packers as far as business goes but as a rogers lover i am sad at the idea of him retiring with a different team what do you got dusty i never disagree with you i thought he was gonna be back by the way so i disagree i said he was gonna be back but I did not. I, I thought digress. he was gone for sure. Dustin just lied to all of Lockdown yeah. Nation, no, by the way. No, Dustin no, for sure no. thought that Ron I will screenshot the chat and regard that I said he was going to be back. I would like to say that for a fact, I said that. Al, the Closet Bears fan, said no. But anyways, I digress. To see the chat, look at Corner Lockdown on Twitter. Yes. Silent promo. Thank you. But anyways, I digress. I agree with you, Alec. I think it's bittersweet. I'm still trying to comprehend what's going on. It's it's for any Packers fan, it's emotional knowing that this will be the last year of Rodgers and Adams potentially as what is posted so far. You know, they gave us a Super Bowl. They gave us everything that we needed. But 
it's one last ride. And I think, you know, obviously our board is 100% behind them, and I hope it all ends well. But I agree, Alec. I think after the season, whatever we can get for Rodgers and potentially Adams, I think, you know, is a good idea. I hope we can resign Adams and work things out, but I think it's better to depart from Rodgers after the season and just move on. And, you know, maybe if we win, he retires. You never know. You know, I, I, I think it'd be good, but we'll see. This smells a little bit like the Brett Favre situation, except for the fact we're not trading him. But I do think he's going to play. And I think the report is that they are part of his agreement is they're willing to work with him to go wherever. I doubt it'll be in division, but let's say he says, okay, send me to San Francisco. Part of me is going to think, well, he just wants to stick it to Green Bay. But it also as I'm speaking out loud and thinking out loud, it also would be a little Kevin Durante. Like if it can't beat him, join him, especially if it's San Francisco, but I digress. You had mentioned Devonte Adams. Adam Schefter did report today that he is now back open to resuming discussions about his contract with the team. Apparently seeing how they're handling all the Roger stuff and trying to make amends has warmed him up to the idea of signing an extension no matter what the Aaron Rodgers deal becomes. So what went from a really dark and desperate weekend in Titletown is now maybe not so dark. I still think, look, there's a lot of cap issues. It's one last dance. Rodgers apparently is restructuring his deal to give them more cap space for this year. But at this point, who are they going to go out and get? If there was one blockbuster move they could have made, it probably would have been for Julio Jones. But that you can't do that anymore. Richard Sherman, he kind of went off the deep end. We're not going to get into that story. We have too much Packer news. But if you didn't hear, Richard Sherman ended up being, I guess, jailed for lack of a better term because he had an outburst at home. So what's the splashy move at this point? It's a little late now. You never know with injuries and cuts and, you know, who knows. But I guess at this point, point, on Monday, July 22nd, 22nd, why is there an echo? Why is there an echo? I hear myself twice. I hear myself twice. Oh, just a bad mic. Anyway, we'll cut that or we'll leave it in because, you know, chaos is the king around here. (laughs) But the point I'm trying to make, is this is it, everybody. Everyone's pissed off, apparently. Rodgers, Adams, Zadarius Smith came out and said he was upset about his contract deal. This is going to get uglier. For today, we can celebrate today. We get one more shot. But it's going to get uglier, unfortunately. And I hate to be the wet blanket on what should be a celebration today. But it's going to get uglier. And that's okay. It's time for change. Theo Epstein, Bill Walsh, they claim that after 10 years, move on. We got 17 years of one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. It's pretty damn good. And if you add that with the Favre years too, Green Bay has been really lucky. But it's about to get ugly. But we can enjoy this one last season, I guess. And I'm still looking forward to preseason. We'll get to see what Jordan Love's all about. I'm sure it's not going to be pretty. But just show us flashes. That's all I'm looking for. So if you had to pick one, I want to throw this at you guys. I guess everyone's going to say Rodgers, but 
You get to pick one of the four I'm going to throw at you. Which one would you rather keep, even though Rodgers seems like he's out? Rodgers, Adams, Jair Alexander, who's due for a contract shortly, or Zadarius Smith? Those are the four guys. Jair didn't come out as unhappy, but he's got a contract coming up. Zadarius now looks like he's probably going to be cut next year due to cap reasons. And Adams, who knows? It sounds like he's open to talking, but it took him months to get to the point that it did over the weekend where they broke off talks. Then obviously Roger seems like he's gone anyway and unhappy. So which of those four would you say, you know what, lock that guy up, we'll figure it out later? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, and before I answer that, I just want to say my prayers are out to Richard Sherman. I, you know, we have no idea what's going on in that scenario. And if he has CT, whatever the case is, so my prayers are out to him. Hopefully he can recover from whatever's going on and move on with his life and possibly either move on from the NFL or come back. You know, my prayers are out to him. But anyways, uh, moving on from that, you know, I, in my opinion, I, I think it's between Adams and Alexander. And I, I would have to pick Alexander if I had to choose, mainly because he's younger and cornerbacks are much more difficult to replace than receivers. You know, I, I would love to have both of them back, but if I had to choose, I would pick Alexander. I mean, he's too much of a key piece on defense, and everyone knows defense wins championships. So I'd have to pick Alexander as a lockdown corner. And he said it. He said it. You can you can arguably replace a receiver and get a good scheme again, but yeah, let's pick Alexander in that case. Yeah, I've got to completely agree with you. I think that Alexander is uh, the more integral part to our team. Um, I feel like he, you know, I, I feel like he is somebody that if you're starting a defense in the NFL, that he would be one of the key players that you would want to start a defense with. You know, um, I would venture to say that over the next five years, he's going to have as much of a he's going to cause as much of a difference in our defense as J.J. Watt did for the Texans over his run of supremacy where, you know, he won two defensive player of the year awards over a three year span. Um, I think he is that good. I think he is that impactful. And I think over the next five years, if we were to lose him, that would be a major blow to the massive amount of progress that we've made uh, towards our defense. Now, um, one thing that I did hear was that part of what Rogers wanted in this whole negotiation talk is that he wants Randall Cobb back on the team. Did you guys hear about this? And what do you think? First of all, I did not hear this. Second of all, no shot. We have younger Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers who just signed his rookie deal. By the way, we will get to that in a moment. No shot. Cobb was shot and washed years ago. Why, why bring him back? At this point, you got these young receivers. You're trying to do something with them. And this, we haven't talked about this. I And I've been Packers get a wide receiver for a long time. They've needed extra weapons. But when you really think about it, Rodgers has no case. He had all-pro Greg Jennings, all-pro Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, although at the end of his career, still durable, solid. You knew what you were getting every week. Jermichael Finley before he got hurt. Like, he had some dudes. It was always, oh, get him a running back. Ryan Grant was fine for what he was. They were never running football team. So, to circle back to your Randall Cobb thing, no shot. Get out of here with that. No, hey, I, I, 
I agree with you, man. I don't think that they should go get Cobb. This is just what I've heard that was part of his negotiations. Um, I, I think that Amari Rogers is going to be better than Randall Cobb. And I think that, you know, we've got him on a cheap rookie contract and, and all of that, but that's just what I've been hearing. Now, as far as, you know, him not having weapons in the past, I don't know. I, like, I, I, I agree with you to a point. Um, Yes, he did have Jordy Nelson. Yes, he did have Greg Jennings. All pro Greg Jennings. But not when Jordy Nelson Greg went Jennings. to the Raiders, what happened? Yeah, but when, when Jordy went to the Dolphins, or when Jordy went to Oakland, rather, what happened? You know, when Greg Jennings went left, what happened? You know what I mean? Like, these players were great when he was the one throwing them the football, but was it just Rodgers propping up mediocre talent? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. Um, and as far as the running game goes, man, Ryan Grant had one good year. But after that, he was pretty trash, man. I don't know. Uh, people people always try to make the argument that, like, James Starks and Ryan Grant were a good two-punch combo. I, I disagree with you. And I also remember when our running back room was so thin that John Kuhn had to play tailback. Do you remember that? Remember when John Kuhn had to play halfback for a couple of games? Remember Rolf, Rodgers... He was the best running back on the roster. <laughs> I mean, if we're being real. And also, I'm just going to throw this at you. I'm just going to throw this grenade right at you because you said, is he propping up mediocre talent? Devontae Adams, I don't know that he's a mediocre talent. He's also a 99 on Madden. That got released today as well. Part of the 99 club yeah. for the second year in a row. I'm just saying he's got guys that could have been mediocre. But, Dustin, I'll let you jump in here. Sure, a lot thrown at me there. But, Alec, how dare you make fun of your be- your favorite player ever, Ryan Grant, like that? You're just really going to diz him like that, man? You're really going to do him like that? Yeah, no, man, also, I mean, remember when Aaron Ripkowski was our uh, number one tailback in the NFC Championship game that fumbled, like, three times? Great time. But anyways, yeah, I, you know, I think with Cobb, the Cobb scenario, it, if you're going to get him on literally a minimum deal – which sadly he'll probably get cut even if he gets on the team and gets signed. I mean, like, if he really wants him and this is like a deal breaker, bring him on for a minimum contract, get it done with, cut him in the middle of the season because he's not going to make the team. I mean, I, I love Cobb when he was on the Packers, but, yeah, his, his days are over and behind him, and we got to move on from that. But as far as talent-wise goes for him, I think by the time Jordy Nelson left and Greg Jennings left, kind of both injury-riddled at the end of their careers – just not quite what they were. Granted, I think Rodgers did make a difference in that scenario where having a quarterback like him helped out, but I think at the end of the career, they're just kind of washed. But at least that's just what I think. So I ended up doing some Twitter digging, and Jonathan Jones, senior NFL reporter for CBS Sports, did in fact tweet out, and I quote, Aaron Rodgers absolutely wants Randall Cobb back with Packers. Source tells me that desire set in motion the Texans trading for Anthony Miller over the weekend. As Rodgers compromise, as Rodgers compromise with Green Bay settles, this trade should happen. Give me a break. I mean, I guess, but you're going to give up assets to get a washed receiver? Even if it's cash, you don't have cash going forward. But I... I've never heard of Jonathan Jones, but he's got a blue check mark by his name, so there's got to be something to it. But I, I guess bring him on, sure. I mean, I'm not thrilled, 
because you're basically who are you taking snaps from? You're probably going to end up taking snaps away from Ro- Amari Rogers, who you want to groom for the future. It, do- it doesn't make sense, but I guess keeping our Hall of Fame quarterback happy means more than I. It just that's irritating. What are we giving yeah. up for Cobb? It better not be anything of substance. Even a seventh round pick, that's something. I know it doesn't sound like much, but good lord. Giving up assets for a guy who's washed, please. We could give him Devin Funches. Well, that's another thing. <laughs> so I don't want to say I told you so, but does that pretty much guarantee Funches is gone? They cut him during training camp? Probably. Because we got oh, we gotta keep this guy happy. Just stop it. That's irritating. But then again, it is the Packers and Let's be real. They've irritated all of us since April. So that's not uh, new news. But let's talk about Amari Rogers. He did sign his rookie deal. Hey, so, guys, they just got pulled over. Did you really? Yeah, I got pulled over. <laughs> oh, no. Well, log off. Get off the Zoom. We'll, we'll keep going. <laughs> oh, my God. The chaos in this, in this joint is unreal. That's a, just incredible. See, I'm mute. Yeah, he's on mute. Oh, Dear God. You heard it oh. here first. During I recording. I'm going to feel bad if he got pulled over being driving on his phone. I'm going to feel bad. Uh, I feel bad too. Oh, boy. Well, I guess we'll power on. Taking you the west of the way. The, the west of the way. Now I'm rattled. <laughs> I didn't even do anything wrong, and I'm rattled. I'm here to take you the west of the way with uh, Elmer Fudd. What do you both find the way to the way? So, for the, I, I, was, I mean, I feel terrible that he got pulled over, but um, that is gold content. I mean, <laughs> I feel terrible. I don't know what to do. So, for those that are listening, uh, Alec was with us, but he was driving home from work on the Zoom. He just got pulled over by a cop. So, take you the rest of the way. Me and Dustin are here. <laughs> it's just us. So we'll skip the takeoff because it just doesn't feel right doing it with the two of us. So we'll just keep going with our news and notes of the day. We'll throw you a random packer at the end of it. Uh, prayers up for Alec. Hopefully it gets off easy. But uh, I'm telling you, you can't script this shit. <laughs> you just you can't do it. So I guess, Dustin, let's talk about Amari Rogers. So if this Randall Cobb thing is true, I mean, that kind of sucks for the the kid, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it it's going to sting. I don't – I just – you know, I don't get it. Like, I get him and Kyle were close when they played together in, like, the older days, and, like, they had a good chemistry. But, you know, like you said, I just – I don't see the value that we're going to get, what we're going to give up. I mean, like, you, like, if we give literally, like, a last-round pick and, like, something somebody we just don't need – I mean, I guess why not? But the problem is, you're like you said, you're, you're just taking snaps away from the better, younger player. That's I think is going to have a really great con- contribution towards the season. And just looking towards the future, I mean, like we talked about with the salary cap situation, everything. You know, when when do you have to cut it off and say we need to start planning for the future and not completely f ourselves? You know, just where do where do you say enough's enough? Well, and I think. That's the most frustrating thing for me right now. And this is with all of my sports teams. It's not just the Packers, but like the my and now this is not a basketball or baseball podcast, but Miami Heat. 
we don't know the direction. Chicago Cubs, I guess rebuilding. Nobody really knows. Same with the Packers. What's what's the direction moving forward? We as fans have no idea. This whole offseason has been about get Rodgers back, get Rodgers back, get Rodgers back, make him happy, sign him to a deal. But Okay, he's back. Oh, that's a fine for me as my phone goes off. <laughs> but um, what's the what's the plan? It's really Aaron Rodgers this year, and then what? We just paid Aaron Jones for at least two seasons. Devon, oh my gosh! Sorry, everyone listening at home. I got a new computer, and I did not put on the do not disturb. But whatever, we'll lean into it. This shows off the rails as it is. But anyway, the, the point I'm trying to make is my phone distracts me. What's the plan? There, there's no plan. It's this year. And then, as I said earlier in the show, shit's going to hit the fan. It's going to get really ugly. And it's, I guess if Jordan Love can play, that solves a lot of issues. But then we're right back to the quarterback's going to mask everything. And we'll figure it out later. But obviously that pushed the Packers to a point where they just pissed off their Hall of Fame quarterback. And there's no plan in place. They're playing for 2021. So I guess I'll ask you this, Dustin. What's right now? They're a good team, championship level competitor. They're ready to roll as constructed today. Is there a move out there now that they have all this quote unquote extra salary cap? Is there a move that's going to make them even more of a favorite out there? It doesn't seem like it. No, I mean, who, who are they going to? going to be a valuable asset to what we're already trying to do and that we don't already have in place like that's why we drafted young talented receivers we drafted a quarterback setting ourselves for the future and like you know we can talk about this you know in, in a little bit but like we can talk about mark murphy and goody and kind of what you know what their plan is and you know you heard rogers and why he was upset with philosophy well us as fans don't know why what he means by philosophy and what you know what it, like you said what is their plan like we have like I said, I mean, I'm clueless on this. Like, I don't even know what to say because, like, what, what are they trying to do? I get you want to, like, sell out and try to win a championship, you know, kind of like the Cubs did. Like, you know, like you said with the Cubs, like, they sold out and try to win it all. But now look at them. You know, they're they're struggling to try to win. I think, the, sadly, I think the same thing's going to happen with Packers where they're going to try to sell out for another championship, which, you know, look, look what happened. We tried to sell these last couple of years and now it's putting us in a hole where we try to sell out for a Super Bowl and we've fallen short every year. You know, what, what are you, what asset are we going to get that's really going to help us? I mean, the only thing is a new defense. We got a new defensive coordinator. We just got to hope that he can put the right pieces in the place to win us games. And hopefully that Aaron Rodgers comes back the same way he did, but that's all things we can just hope and just that's going to fall into place. Well, that was actually my takeoff take for this week. Obviously, if you missed it earlier in the show or you weren't paying attention or zoned out, Alec is not on the show tonight. He was in the beginning, but stuff happened. He's no longer here, so we're not doing this week's takeoff. I I had in my notes that Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP again this year. You got him angry. He's motivated to get out of there, so he's got to boost his trade value. This would be his – I mean, last year he was mad and played really well. He's probably just as angry, if not more angry this year. So he wants to get out. The best way to do that is boost your value. So I truthfully believe that he could win his fourth MVP. But as we're talking about direction and more big picture stuff, I think what's really fractured the fans of the Packers is 
everyone's trying to point a finger at somebody, which I understand. It's human nature. As fans, we want someone to say, no, it's your fault. You're the bad guy. But in this case, it's pretty much everyone is at fault, it seems like. So, Dustin, is there one person out there that you're like, it's your fault, you are the reason this all happened? Because I don't know if there's a clear-cut answer. Uh, no, I mean, I, I agree. But I think if you have to point a finger at anybody, it's got to be Mark Murphy, the CEO. I mean, he's the one making the personnel decisions. He's the one making all the big-time decisions that are making Rodgers upset. I mean, I think there was a little misconception that, you know, Goody was the one that was – making everyone upset and pissing people off. Well, I don't, I don't really think that's the case because he doesn't really make any of the big time decisions. He's kind of just there assisting him. So I think, and I don't know about you, but I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's Mark Murphy? Or do you think it's something else? I, it's really easy to point the finger at Murphy because since this broke and then the news in April before the draft, then slowly it became, he doesn't like management. Then it was more specific. It's Gutekunst. It's his, you know, he's gone. He's fine. But have you noticed something lately that Gutekunst and LaFleur haven't said anything publicly? And then you got Mark Murphy running his mouth with the complicated fella. He made another comment in the past week. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. But Murphy seems to be undoing all this relationship mending that Goody and LaFleur have been trying to do all summer. And then Murphy just keeps opening his mouth. It's hard not to point the finger at him because I, there's no ownership group. I mean, the fans are the owners. So he it, it falls on him. Gutekunst can only do so much because he's under the authority of Murphy. So if Gutekunst says, hey, I like, you know, let's role play. Let's say what happened with Kumaro, for example. Gutekunst in the floor. Yeah, I like... Kumaro, let's maybe keep him around or see what where this goes or however those conversations go. Murphy, at the end of the day, has got the last say. He could be like, well, you know, X, Y, Z is reasons we should get rid of him, and then he's gone, making your quarterback unhappy. It's really hard not to point the finger at him in my, from my seat, but you could also point the finger at Rodgers. You signed this contract. You knew what you were getting into. And hell, your new GM that you so proclaim hate has been more active in free agency than any other GM in Packer history, you could argue, outside of whoever, Ron Wolf getting Favre and Reggie White. That's a pretty good haul. But he's brought in some real guys to help. So you can only point the finger at so many people. I think, truthfully, I think they're all a little at fault. If I have to point the finger at one person, I would say, yeah, it's probably on Mark Murphy. You're the face. You're technically, you're the CEO and basically acting as ownership. So I guess with that said, since the show got a little derailed today, we'll just, we'll wrap her up right around here. But first, we cannot forget, even though there's only two of us, although you stole my random Packer of the week earlier in the show with Aaron Ripkowski. But <laughs> I'll come up with a new one as we go. So I'll let you start. Who's your random Packer of the week? It's time to get wacky. It's time for random Packer of the week. 
will say I did like Ripkowski. I did like him, but it was just a shame that like we just had a horrible scheme for him. Just everything that we wrapped around that year with our offense was just garbage. And I'm surprised we even made it to that point, to be honest. I'm just shocked we made it to that point in the playoffs. I'm shocked that we rolled over to Atlanta. That was not a good team. But anyways, yeah, I, I was surprised too. But anyways, I digress to the player of the week. I pick Andrew Corliss of Penn oh, wow. State. Yeah, good old tight end of the Packers. Super Bowl he champion, was, Andrew Corliss. He was a Super Bowl champion. Very mediocre, but hey, he won the big one. That's what matters. My only memory of Andrew Corliss was that game in Miami, the fake spike game where Rodgers threw it to Devontae, who oh. almost took it in, and then last second threw it to Corliss. That's my only memory, and I think maybe a preseason touchdown that he had that was a nice catch. That's it in my Andrew Corliss file. Yeah, our, you know, talking about our tight ends, we haven't just had such mediocre tight ends for a long time, and like I'm hopeful for Tanya that he is the one to turn it around for us because I think he's the only one that could at this point. Their history of tight ends outside of Jermichael Finley in this century has been pretty brutal with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks who rely and use the tight end. It's Jared Cook was good for half a season in playoffs, and maybe not even half a season. Yeah. But anyway, we'll roll on. My random pack of the week, I'm going in the way back file because he was the first person I ever really enjoyed playing with in Madden. Ahmad Carroll cornerback from the mid 2000s oh <laughs> yeah we went way back i just wow. he was i i have like no memories of him actually playing i remember him being kind of garbage actually but i remember him being so fast and as a middle schooler that was the coolest thing if you could fly you were in especially to a fifth grade kid if you ran a 4 4 40 you were like my hero because it was it was uh, Ahmad Carroll, Devin Hester, and Pac-Man Jones were like the three guys that I remember imitating running around playing at recess. It was well, those three guys. Who, who is a chubby little kid doesn't want to run fast? I mean, let's be honest here. Well, that's true. I was a husky fella. I'm not going to lie to you. I loved the donuts. You know those yeah. little hostess donuts? Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't eat them anymore. My grandma would literally buy me like a bag at a time, and one day she let me eat an entire bag. I can't eat them anymore. I get sick off them. It's disgusting. Yeah, see, I'm I'm the same guy. I have a big sweet too, so I was the same way. I would just plow down desserts, and that's why I ended up the way I was. But here I am. <laughs> eh, we're doing all right, right? We got a semi-successful podcast, even though we did it without our third wheel tonight. Oh my gosh, I, you literally cannot write that. That and I feel bad, and I we should reach out after we're done recording here shortly. Yeah. Especially, especially if it's because of the Zoom call. I feel extremely bad oh, if that's man. the case. We're going to find out. We'll let we, you. we do this for you guys. So we really, and actually it's kind of a blessing that it turned out that we recorded tonight because as of yesterday, it would have been a lot darker of a podcast. So things happen more positively today. So it actually worked out okay for us. So we'll get in touch with Alec. He's probably fine, but Dustin may have to go bail him out of jail. We'll see or his loving girlfriend, but that's going to do it for us tonight in what is the strangest episode of Lockdown Corner we've ever had. So for Alec and Dustin, I'm Alex. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and at Corner Lockdown on Twitter. Thank you. Subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you so much. And I would be remiss if I didn't say 
bucks and six. And also, go back, go. We'll see you next time.